going on, everybody? Um, uh, my name is Trevor Davis. I'm a collegiate bass angler. I'm here with two of my buddies on the team. So my name is uh, David Bartlett. Um, freshman here at Greenville. Been fishing my whole life for the most part, as long as I can remember. Starting with my dad and grandpa and all the little fishing trips we got growing up led me to Greenville. So uh, I'm really excited. We're really excited for this podcast that we're bringing to you guys. And uh, yeah, then turn it on over to Adam. Uh, my name is Adam Green. Uh, I grew up in a small town. Um, started fishing with my uncles about sixth grade. Uh, just took off from there and loved it ever since. And I'm excited as well to get started. Uh, really excited for this podcast and for the season ahead of us. Uh, Trevor? So uh, a little background on what this podcast is going to be. It's going to show y'all uh, what we think what we view of going through this college experience and doing you know homework and the angling program and doing tournaments and you know just seeing what it's like as us um but on this first episode here we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves and how we got to college and how we grew up fishing so uh i'm gonna let david uh david bartley go ahead and take it away he's one of our anglers yeah so for me um I didn't really get into tournament fishing till my uh, freshman year of high school, and we basically didn't have a team until my eighth grade year, and that, as soon as I knew which high school I wanted to choose, I wanted to help build that program from the ground up, and so it's always been a learning experience for me with tournament fishing, sponsorships, and just everything that's the ins and outs of uh, tournament fishing. So... Coming here to Greenville, it's definitely been an experience that I'm uh, proud to be a part of this team and uh, really looking forward to the season getting started. Um, for me, um, I started tournament fishing my sophomore year of high school. I like to think I'm a, a late bloomer in the tournament <laughs> tournament series, but uh, I didn't really get into it until about the end of my junior year to my senior year. I was that kid that came to the dock with us. A spinning a spinning reel and a bait casting rod and then I quickly learned that that's a that's a no-go and grew out <laughs> of that but uh yeah it just college is just a different it's just a different breed it's all new so it's just I got a learning curve ahead of me but I plan on getting to it and improving as much as I can so uh I think my background is come from um a small town of Palaka, Florida which is known for the St. John's River and uh oh the saint john's river that's all i can say <laughs> uh it can be good it can be bad usually if you fish there there's always going to be somebody that either fishes better or fishes harder than you and finds fish sometimes i'll be that guy but uh i remember the first time i ever got into bass fishing was with uh my brother uh jonathan and me and him got together and fished these ponds down the road and i remember using an old zepco 202 and a little curly tail worm and hooking into an eight pounder. And then my freaking, I remember the Zepco 202 actually snapped and I had to hand line the lining because I didn't have a reel no more. And I caught that eight pounder. And I, I just remember that that moment, whenever you're catching that big fish and you're holding it up and everybody's sitting there looking at you and it's just like, dang dude, this must be Kevin Van Dam feels <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna let uh, David talk about how he grew up fishing and uh, where he started at and um, go from there. Yeah, for me, I can think back to when I really started getting into fishing. 
was 10 years old, and there's this guy's trip with all my dad's side of the family. And you go up to Wisconsin for a week, and it's some of the best largemouth and smallmouth fishing I ever experienced. And right there I knew that this was something that I really wanted to do, and I just fell in love with uh, fishing and, you know, but everything. Isn't that, isn't that feeling just absolutely stunning? Oh, yeah. Like that feeling, you can't get mm-hmm. past that feeling. And especially... For me, it was my first five plus pounder. We'll say we're not from Florida, where <laughs> that's, <laughs> prob- that's probably that's probably six pounds, seven pounds. <laughs> but for me, it was like, oh my god, a five pounder, and this is like the biggest fish. And I'm ten years old, holding it up. I can barely hold it. Dad's gotta kind of help you, and you're just snapping a picture real quick, and just that feeling of, dang, I did something. So where'd it go from there, David? Did So you've, you've caught this five-pounder. Now you're kind of hooked on bass fishing. So wh- what tournament did you get into or what fishing did you get into to get to where you're at now? Well, for me, I didn't do a lot of tournament fishing till I honestly didn't know about what high school even had to offer in terms of tournament fishing till I heard that the high school used to have a team that got disbanded and we decided that it was good to uh, start it back up again. And uh, yeah, from there, it was just a matter of uh, learning about all these different tournaments and series that you can go fish. Um, really, I've grown from where we started freshman year, and every year it seems like there's always something new tournament-wise that you can go to. So, Adam... How'd it go? You know, you caught your first fish, and then you got hooked on bass fishing. Just um, uh, where'd it go from there? I mean, I caught my first fish. I'm in my first largemouth in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin. <laughs> I think you we've, all. We've, we're gonna hear a lot about La Crosse from Adam. A lot about La Crosse from me. <laughs> um, but I mean, it had to have been probably anywhere four and a half to six pounds. I'll just give it that range. You know, um, it was outstanding because I mean. Went the whole day, didn't even have a bite. Watched my cousin catch two northerns, which to me were at the time were huge fish. It's like I don't Phenomenal. even know what I don't even know what those are. <laughs> and uh, and then I hook into five pound largemouth, and it's like wow. It's like I can't even. It's like after that I was sold, and I just wanted to get better from there and just catch as many fish as I could. Um, I got into my high school series for IHSA. Um, I really didn't actually know that there was even, I didn't even know what tournaments were before high school. I didn't even know that was a thing. And then I hit my junior year of high school and realized, like, wow, you can really, there's a lot of um, gateways that this could open for the future and just how big of an industry it truly is. And that's that's why I wanted to come fish in college, just to learn as much as I could and, and to grow as an angler. Oh, yeah, it'll definitely make you grow as an <laughs> angler, but uh, I guess it's my turn. Um, I was, mine's, mine's a long journey. I uh, I played every sport you can guess in high school except for uh, cheerleading, of course. And uh, <laughs> well, I uh, I started bass fishing, you know, at a young age. Like I said, I was with my brother fishing the ponds, and then I turned 11, and uh, I was doing this baseball gig. And I remember playing baseball and having a good time playing baseball. And then uh, I remember sitting the bench because it was a daddy ball team. And I, I, I couldn't get in because, you know, daddy ball was happening. And I remember quitting. And my dad looked me in my eye whenever I, I, I got done with playing baseball. And 
he was like, well, you could always go to fishing. And it was kind of a joke, you know. And I was like, ah, nice one. He was like, no, I know this guy. Uh, uh, I know this guy at Messers, Jimmy Darby, and that's an owner of a local bait shop at uh, St. John's River. And he was like, yeah, you can go talk to him and get into this, this get into this junior high school division tournament series and fish this little tournament series. There's only about 12 boats in it. And it's uh, all the river rats, as we call them, which is, you know, some of the top dogs for St. John's River. And uh, I remember going to it and getting in this meeting, an 11th grader uh, or 11-year-old getting there and then just being like, oh, my goodness, like, this is crazy. There's bass fishing. There's a tournament series for bass fishing. And then uh, I remember getting in there and, getting invited to my first tournament by Kenny Pagano and Kenny Pagano and all them guys, uh, Jimmy Darby, Kenny Pagano, Jimmy Taylor, Rick Jackson, all those guys got me to where I'm at right now. Uh, Gary Poole, Glenn Kale, all them guys. Uh, I, I started fishing for them and I remember these guys are teaching me. I mean, all these guys are older guys and they're teaching me these techniques that are just phenomenal. And, like little stuff that you guys are going to hear on the podcast that I'll teach you and we'll, we'll explain to you that works and all this stuff that these older guys are te- teaching me. And uh, I remember fishing the tournament my first year with that same Zepco that I caught that eight pounder on. I bought another one and I bought another blue curly tail worm. <laughs> and I remember fishing my first tournament and winning it with like nine pounds, which wasn't, which isn't anything. And you guys know that for Florida, but it was just a six man tournament. And, uh, I fished that from 11 to about, man, I'd say 15 or 14. And then at 15 or 14, uh, I met Cliff Prince, uh, the local prince of the St. John's River, an elite bass master, um, and his wife, Kelly Prince, and their uh, son, Siler Prince. And uh, they invited me to go fish this Florida Bass Nation series, which was for uh, Glenn Kale. And Glenn Kale is a great guy, great series to fish if you're looking for a high school tournament. Um, he got me to where I'm at today. And I remember fishing one of them tournaments and going from a six-boat cast to 130, I blew your mind. But that tournament morning when you're sitting there in the boat and you're eating a Pop-Tart and you're looking at your boat captain and the boat captain's got a paintball shield on and you're wondering, <laughs> why are you yeah, sitting there yeah. with nothing on? <laughs> And then he fires up the freaking 250 Evan Rude, and you're looking in the bullet, looking around for a handlebar, and there's none. And then you're starting to ride down the river, going about 70. That's the feeling I can't, I yeah. can't get enough yeah. of, and that got me hooked. I remember racing down the river, looking at other boats and zooming by them. And then I remember that whole high school nation tournaments, man. Every tournament was a struggle. I mean, my freshman year, I wasn't doing anything really. I mean, I was competing, but not really. I kept placing 75th uh 80th and stuff like that and then I remember my sophomore year got a little better and then junior year I sprouted out and did it phenomenal in the series and then my senior year I thrived too and I mean it was just insane and um, when you get that feeling of just catching a fish in a tournament like that and you're wondering oh man am I gonna win it is there somebody out there better it's just a crazy crazy feeling and uh so that was my little experience through fishing whenever it come from raising up and then I got a call from Shane uh and Shane called me and invited me to come here to Greenville and that's where we are now doing this podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
little bit on Shane. He was our old um, graduate assistant. Mm-hmm. Was on t- helping out the team for two years, and uh, all three of us can link yeah. our uh, getting down here because mm-hmm. of Shane and uh, what he did for us. He reached out for me. I did a visit day with him and Anthony. We ended up out on Caffeine for about three hours, but in those three hours, I knew right as soon as I got off the water, I got back in the car with my mom, and I'm like, this is going to be the place for me. <laughs> this is the team I want to be a part of, and this school I want to be at for the next four years. I had a very similar story. I mean, Shane didn't reach out to me, but I ended up reaching out to him because, like I said, I wanted to learn, and I wanted to fish the college series, and uh, he invited me down, and me, I met him, and then I met Coach Anthony, our head coach, and uh, they both gave me an opportunity. They took me out the bond. I caught two four pounders, which <laughs> that's, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good for you. That's like, oh man, it's like <laughs> I, I made my, I made a good impression. But uh, same thing, like they, you said, David. I mean, it's just like, yeah, this is this is the place. It's small. It's like my hometown. I mean. There ain't, no, there ain't nothing wrong with it. No, I got here and I thought, what is wrong with you, boy? Why did you leave the land of the giants to come to this place? I but, was asking the same thing. <laughs> and I, I get this question every single time I talk to an Illinois angler. And the reason is because you branch out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm learning new techniques here. But uh, I remember coming here. It was me, my papa, my granny, my mom, and my dad. And we took an RV, my boat, and the Jeep that I drive. And we took the uh, the whole 19-hour ride from Florida all the way up here to Illinois in the middle of the summer. Blew three tires. My jack my jack from my boat got obliterated. Um, and I remember getting here, and, like, I was like, where's the town? And, <laughs> and my mom's like, this is it. This is, this is Greenville. And I was like, oh, man, it's, it's kind of small. And my mom was like, well, you're in a small town. I guess you're going to be a small town boy. I was like, well, I thought I already was. I mean, when I got here, it's like, oh, man, I looked at the population. It's like, wow, this is like three times bigger. Than my <laughs> it's just like, this is scary. That's <laughs> yeah, way different from where I'm from up in Aurora. You've got so many people here. And what I found crazy is I'm driving down here, and I'm looking at all the signs of the populations of each little town you pass through, and it's like 1,000 people. 250 people all these crazy numbers i'm like and it's just blowing my mind too I'm yeah i'm just like level dang. i was like what but dude i remember getting here and i i met coach anthony at rocket bowls which has now moved but i met him at rocket bowls and i i, I just felt i just felt in as soon as i as soon as i met coach and he met my parents i was like man this is gonna be a good team and then he invited me to go fish at carlisle and I'm here in this lake named Carlisle, and coach is, coach is telling me how bad of a place it is to fish and how it sucks. And, and I was like, man, it can't be that bad. It's a big, it's a big lake. Like, there's got to be fish there. Well, I remember hopping in the skeeter with him, riding down, and we go to this first spot, and I waxed three fish right in front of him. And the man's eyes blew up, and then I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm doing good, and this man just whacks a four-pounder, a four-pounder, a four-pounder, and I'm catching three threes thinking I'm doing something. And I come back, and I talk to these guys, David and Adam, because they're my roommates, and they were like, you caught what at Carlisle? And I was like, yeah, man, here's the pictures. And they are like, dude, that's a phenomenal day. And I was like, yeah. well, that's crazy. And, I mean, we – 
we call it Coach Anthony the speed demon on the trolling motor <laughs> and the crankbait king. <laughs> yeah, he is a crankbait king, that is for sure. You will learn a lot with Coach Anthony with crankbait in his hand. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, you got to do crankbaits. I mean, the way that man fishes, that trolling motor is on high. That trolling motor is on five. And if you think <laughs> you're, you're going to sit there and drag a worm or even <laughs> try and slide, no slow down just a little bit, it's not going to happen. <laughs> So. Oh man, yeah, you ain't dragging no worms, <laughs> no worms with that man. It's a it's a one speed trolling motor. <laughs> but the man will do anything for you, and that's that is hey, that is one thing. Yeah. That man will bend over backwards for you, yeah. and we do appreciate yeah. Coach Anthony. Um, I wouldn't be here without him. He started this club. He got everything thriving over here at Greenville. So. actually remember a time that freaking coach I was fishing with him and he was throwing a dang crankbait and I remember being two feet from the shore and he's just killing this thing I mean just burning it burning it burning it and he's telling me uh throw it just throw it over just throw it over just throw it over he's using a tatula yeah he was throwing it on a uh, tatula elite rod and I remember him just beating the bank and I mean killing it and I'm throwing the skeet reese with a luge and he was just killing it with his Daiwa and uh He's throwing this crankbait, and I see a group of shad disperse. And I go, if you don't get hit there, then I quit fishing. I remember telling him that. <laughs> and his, not even two seconds later, his rod double overs. And I, and I grabbed the net, and I netted this fish, the three-pounder, and it won a tournament for us actually out here at Bond. And that I, I remember that tournament because, I mean, he was just waxing them on a, on a crankbait. But, uh, I mean, I, re- I remember a similar story the first time I went out with him, and uh, we had a cold front come through. And just completely shut the fish off, and he pulls out a crankbait and still manages to catch him. I, I'm, I'm telling, I, I don't get it. I don't get <laughs> yeah. it. See, you guys got a completely different story of the first time with Coach, because mine, I actually, you remember this? This was a little two v two tournament. Mm-hmm. We put TJ and Adam together, and I got lucky and got in there with Coach. <laughs> Team Skeeter. We went out to Coffeen. Yeah, but that's a different lake, though. Coffeine is the juice. Yeah. All right. But still. It's the juice. (laughs) You put that man in the back of the boat. I got to run the trolling motor. Slow him down a little bit. But the man pulls out a shaky head. And I've (laughs) seen what he can do on Coffeine with a shaky head from my visit. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he pulls in a four-pounder from the back of the boat. And we were right across the lake. He's (laughs) he's waving at us as he's holding it up. Watching (laughs) him. And, I mean, it, it, it hurt us. And not to mention that tournament, they beat us by point zero two ounces. Point mm-hmm. zero two. I mean, I think I had a three, and then you had something close I to had that. Two, yeah, I had two small fish, or, or two two decent fish to go with Adams, one good one, and then uh, David had two fish to go with Coach's uh, good one. And I remember putting them on the scale, and it was just they won by point zero two. And I remember so – I got so mad I thought, at that time. I thought we had them. I, I did too. You know? One of those days, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got them in the spring. They're done for in the oh, spring. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. We're definitely holding them to it. Part two? They, oh, part oh, two. If they get on beds, it's over. It's over. You know me <laughs> and TJ, we're grass fishermen now. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. But uh, that's going to bring me into the next segment. Um, 
So we're going to talk about our favorite baits and, you know, why do we like these certain baits and when do we like throwing them. So I'm going to let Adam take it away this time. Well, my favorite bait, I like to try and be as versatile as I can, but I, I grew up growing, I grew up um, fishing a Senko, so I'd have to say that's probably my favorite. Um, I also really like a chatterbait that's kind of starting to take take over for the, the Senko, but... Uh, I mean, David, what's yours? Um, for me, I'm going to have to go with anything Texas rig for the most part, whether that's a craw, um, a worm. I mean, you can't go wrong with a Texas rig. What about that drop shot? Oh, don't lie now. You don't know that drop now. shot. <laughs> These guys really think I'm into that <laughs> drop shot. <stuff. laughs> I'll do it, but if you're going to tell me Texas rig or drop shot, I'm going I'm to pick up a Texas, Texas rig, rig yep. nine times out of ten. I mean, I didn't really start fishing a Texas rig till I really got here. I mean, I, I knew how to throw it, but TJ got me started on that, so <laughs> now know, I don't put I'm it a, down. <laughs> I'm a big Texas rig guy. I grew up throwing a Texas rig under docks and grass because Florida is the Texas rig. I know that sounds crazy, but it really is. Um, I'd say it has to be my favorite bait, but other than that, I'm going to have to go with a whopper flopper. I'm a big whopper plopper guy because I just love that top water blow up. There's nothing to it. I mean, you're cranking that joker and all of a sudden, boom, smokes it. I remember fishing Kentucky, and we're going to talk about this next episode, but I was fishing Kentucky, and that smallmouth just destroys it. And that was the first ever smallmouth I've caught, and it was just like, wow. A little, uh, little 75. A little dink. A little dink. wasn't even like the fish was a little yeah. dink. And I threw it, like you said, a little 75 mm-hmm. whopper plopper. But, uh, that's the other thing I'm going to go ahead and get into is the best fish, fish catch that you guys could remember. So I'm not actually going to talk about, like, my personal best fish story because to me it, it's not as cool as yeah. thinking back to one of my original fish catches, and actually it's going to be my first smallmouth. So I know you guys are so excited to hear <laughs> about why <laughs> – He's the smallie king, as we like to call it. <laughs> going to find out why I love smallmouth so much. So it's going back to that um, trip in Wisconsin, and we're out on Lake Superior, and this is my first time on such a big body of water. And we're out there, and I swear, we're out there for five-plus hours already. It's the mid-afternoon, and I have not caught a single thing. And everyone else around me is just whacking them. And, but they've done this for 10 years already. So they're keyed into what to do. And this is just a giant sand flat, but there's stumps everywhere. So I'm getting snagged, breaking off. I'm mad. Throw myself <laughs> on the ground. Sit in timeout. Eat my sandwich. <laughs> sit in timeout. That's that's the big key yep, right there. Yep. Yeah. And finally, <laughs> tie on this little crankbait. My dad says, just throw it out there. I know you're going to get bit today. Sure enough, four-pound smallmouth and get in the boat never since then i was hooked i think after that i caught like 10 more that day but i'm like yeah finally (laughs) after and that's going to be another thing we're going to talk about there are just going to be long days on the water and you're not kidding when you aren't catching fish the clock moves so slow so slow and you're just sitting there beating yourself up and so for me it was coming overcoming adversity from a young age even just for fun fishing, because you don't want to look bad in front of all the guys. I mean, you're watching everyone else catch a bunch of bass. You're not going to sit there, oh, man, I wish I could catch one, when your dad's sitting there threatening to let you reel in his fish. <laughs> you don't 
You don't want to be that guy. You don't no. want to be that guy. So for me, that's going to be one of my best fishing stories from early on. <laughs> I think uh, mine's going to be – I have two. Like he said, my PB story was just eh. I mean, bed fishing, giant 13, throw on it, catch it. I mean, not, nothing special. But I think, like, uh, the best – I have two best catch stories – I took out one of my best friends from high school, Justin Asbell. I took one of my best friends from high school, Justin Asbell, out fishing. And I remember uh, we fished Lake Talquin with John Scott and uh, all of the Tallahassee Bassmaster crew. And we fished a tournament out there. And, I mean, that's that, that year was sophomore year, and we were just kind of goofing off. So, I mean, we weren't really in the hunt for anything, but – I remember fishing with with Justin and just catching catching a fish over a limb. I cast it over a limb and a fish come out the water. I'd say two feet and grabbed the speed worm and dogged me down. And I put the trolling motor high and got into two inches of water and actually beached the boat to get this fish that was a four pounder in two inches of water. And I got this fish in, put it in the live well, and I just kept fishing for the rest of the day. And then this is the second story. It's not really mine. It's more like Justin's. And Justin was sitting there, and I mean, the man's the man's had a rough year. He doesn't really fish much, but he's just, dude, he's he's such a great kid. And I remember fishing with him, and he's sitting there dragging a worm. And uh, I taught him how to drag it, just kind of cast it out there and just move your rod slow. And I remember his rod just going, zit, 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 zit. And I said, dude, set the hook. Cause I'm looking at this rod triple over and it's a freaking, it's my flipping stick. It's my, it's my flipping <laughs> stick and it's tripling over and he sets the hook and it's a dang seven pounder. And I remember him grabbing or me grabbing the net and watching his face light up the whole time. And I think that was my, honestly, my best, my best catches were those two. Um, I got two stories as well. I mean, uh, so my first one comes back, uh, actually this, about two months before I actually came down here to Greenville, I got my own boat and I took my girlfriend up to lacrosse for a week. And I mean, it was a terrible week. I mean, just fishing wise, it was, I had a great time, but it was just, uh, so I mean, the wind was coming out of the East and just couldn't get a bite on anything until the last day that wind shifted. And then I found a school of them and I just, it was a very proud moment to find fish after you've been struggling the whole time. Um, my second fish story also relates to, uh, my girlfriend again, uh, I, <laughs> I took her out fishing for the first time and uh, she never caught a fish, never even casted the rod before. And she, she's like, I'm going to beat you. It's like, yeah, okay. Oh, and then she goes out and catches fishing, man. Just let him read a book on the back of the boat. <laughs> Trust me. And then she goes out and catches four and a half pounder. And it's like, <laughs> See, that's the like, kicker <laughs> right there. That's it. <laughs> but she was happy. And that, that made me happy. Just, just teaching someone how to fish and watching their eyes light up sharing that same experience that I had when I caught my first fish. Mm -hmm. So uh, the last segment that we're going to be doing is telling you all upcoming tournaments that we will be fishing. And uh, as the season's starting to kick off, we're not really sure when you all are going to be hearing this uh, podcast, but the season's going to kick off here in about two weeks, and it's going to kick off strong and hard, and we're going to be ready to get this thing rolling. So I'm going to let David go ahead and take it away. So a big thing for us is there are actually three major circuits in the college level for us. So they are the Bassmasters College Division, the MLF Big Five College Division, and then 
ACA, which is Association of Collegiate Anglers, I believe. And they also host a few events, including a national championship. And one big thing that we go for here is every event we go to can give you points towards school of the year. And that's something that's a goal for everyone down here is you want to be school of the year at the end of the season. So that's something we're always working for, always trying to get points at every single event we go to. First event for us is going to be uh, Lake Hartwell. It's going to be March 5th and 6th. That's a Bassmasters event. I'm going to be the boater, and David's the non-boater for that one, I do believe. And then we also have a team, uh, Nate Overrocker and Evan uh, Segerman. And Evan's the captain, I think. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I think but Evan's going to be the captain, and Nate's the, boat, or the co-angler. And then another big one we're going to leave you guys with is the Big Bass Bash. That's going to be... March 13th and 14th, and you're going to see all of us at that event. I think there's going to be nine, to- eight no, total? Eight six, total. Seven, eight. Eight, eight. Yes. To- eight total. Three boats. Uh, me and David's going to be in a boat. Uh, Adam, Drew, and Carlene, Drew and Carlene are going to be in a boat. And then Hannah, Cordell, and Mark Burnham are going to be in yep. a boat together. So those are the big two that we're preparing for right now. And we'll go over later in episodes what we do to get ready because it is a long process. It's not just show up to the ramp and get fishing. It's cleaning the reels out, getting a little blood on them. Ain't yep. that right, Adam? Yes. <laughs> I did that today, and <laughs> we got her done, though. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're excited. The season's right around the corner. Right now, we're sitting with snow and cold temps. Can't even fish, man. Part of Illinois. We, yeah. I think yesterday we were out at Scott Field casting in the snow. Yes, we yeah. were. Looking like a bunch of hooligans. <laughs> they only stopped and stared and took a couple pictures. Just a couple us. pictures. It's, it's okay. It's, oh, that's just the fishing team. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's going to wrap up our first podcast. So tune in next time, and we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, our college experiences and our and the, the first tournaments that we got to fish. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully, we can talk more to you. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. We have a lot more content, and this is going to be a wide variety. Who knows what we're going to talk about, so y'all stay tuned. Trevor Davis, signing off. That's right. Adam Green, signing off. Dave Bartlett, signing off.